Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Experts Podcast. Uh, Nick Hayes here with you. Lana Hills here. Hello, Nick Hayes. Hello, Lana. It's uh, <laughs> We've got a pretty special guest in here today and uh, <laughs> I, I have a funny feeling we're going to be laughing a lot through this. A little bit excited. Well, he's a, he, he is a bit of, look, he, he is a media personality. He is in radio, he's in TV. But one thing that I do like about this character is that he really doesn't take himself too seriously. <laughs> he likes to have a bit of a laugh. Oh, yeah. His name's Michael Genovese. Michael, welcome to the Experts Podcast. Am I allowed to talk now? You can. <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> Sitting here. Well, you are a little nervous. You've I am, yeah. I do get nervous before these things. Why? You're, you're, you're in front of a camera. You're in yeah. front of a microphone all the time. Is there, is there something there? Is it out of your control here? Yeah, potentially. You guys are going to ask probing questions. And it could get a little <laughs> awkward. I've got to yep. think of. I guess it's the pressure of thinking of smart things to say. Right. Yeah. You don't have to. Hey, surely, I okay. thought you said you'd listen to the podcast yeah. before. Jenna. <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> have you even listened to <laughs> Lana or myself particularly? Yeah. I listened to you butcher Erin Boda's last name. A Boda, yeah. Mm. Boda. No, Boda. Gouda. Yeah, it's Boda. Yeah, no. And she said like Yoda. And I could relate to that because a lot of people don't know how to say Genovese. And I always say it's Genovese like Chinese. Right. So she says Boda oh, like Yoda. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a, there's a tip. If, if you want to have someone pronounce your name right, if you've got a bit of a funny name, then figure out what it rhymes with and put that in the people's head. Because you really struggled with Gouda, Buddha, Boda. I did, I did, I did. Thank you. <laughs> and by the way, this is my podcast, Michael, not yours. So let's, let's, just, but let's just take that into account because one of my great fears is actually getting the name wrong. Yeah. yeah, and of individuals, or let's say suburbs. Like for instance, last Friday, <laughs> I went to say Belia. Yeah. Uh, I said Bel Air. Yeah. Bel Air. Oh my god! How did I mess that up? Chris Clafunas on the panel there got how the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song quick, up like that. That is how well played. Yeah, that's a good panel operator. <laughs> elite. You also um, butchered Saskia Locious's name. Oh, uh, once I remember hearing that. Well, you did it more than once, but <laughs> several it, times. Hang on, hang on, hang on. This is not my roasting. No. But this is, but this <laughs> is a Michael Genovese roasting. In your defence, that's a hard one. Yeah, yeah, Saskia. I, I tried Google, you know, when you press into Google to Locious. get the pronunciation out, and it still got me wrong. <laughs> it still didn't get me anywhere. Yeah. But can I just ask you, as a media person, is it getting those names right? Getting the is there pressure on there to, for you, or is it if you do make a mistake, it's also so, sort of quite memorable, isn't it? Yeah, as long as, like you said, I don't take myself too seriously, so I make mistakes all the time. And if I used to, early days, I used to really beat up on myself for making a mistake like getting someone's name wrong or um, getting a, a stat slightly off or a year wrong or a detail just off. But now it's like, um, you know, the show goes on. You've got, yep. you got three hours of radio left or you've got four more live crosses for the rest of the day. So you just got to suck it up and get on with it and realise that it's not the end of the world because people listening at home, whether it's a Today Show cross or whether it's a, a 6PR um, brunch show, they're not. They want accurate information, obviously, but they're not going to hang you up to dry just because you got one thing wrong. Maybe you pronounce something wrong. They're not. Yeah, I hope well, not. Well, well, I mean, I just crucified you. Yeah, yeah, that, that's all right. That, that's okay because I don't actually mind that. I, I think that's also too the fact that you're listening to what I've actually had to say is impressive. Let alone the fact that I butchered it anyway. But I mean, um, 
talk to us about what you do at the moment because you are on the Today Show. You do have your own brunch program on 6PR. Which is, yeah. which is the medium that you enjoy the most? Is it radio or television? It's too hard to pick. You know, I don't want to sit on both the Both owned by Channel 9, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, I'm so lucky that I get to do both, and I couldn't imagine my life without the other one in it. But radio is so much fun because you feel like um, when the light comes off, there's no scripts. Uh, the light goes on, I should say. There's no scripts. It feels like you're jumping out of a plane and you've only got your brain and your mouth to save your life <laughs> because you could die if you stuff it all up. I love up. that. Oh, jeez. It, I'd, be in, I'd be in deep trouble. Your brain and your mouth, Nikos. It's not going to work. <laughs> no, couldn't save your life. No. Nah, nah. No, but oh, that for me is a real adrenaline rush. Yeah. But then to be on TV as well, like, and to be able to wear a jacket with Channel 9 on it, hold a Channel 9 cube microphone, and more recently a Today Show cube, like, that's going national. Yeah. I pinch myself. I like, genuinely awesome. pinch myself because to, to just think that there are that many people, like, sometimes 200,000 people watch the Today Show in the morning. Like, yeah. And that's a bad result for them, I think they think. Yeah, yeah. They, they, sort, of, they sort of want a sunrise you to sort of 300,000. Well, I'm from Kalgoorlie. So. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, like, it's unreal. I pinch myself every day. It's, and, that's so cool. Yeah, it is. It is cool. So, I mean, what it, what is it that I mean? You 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 seem to love both. You seem to have that fascination for. It. How did you get into it in the first place? Um, yeah, good question. Uh, I always liked giving speeches at school, a school assembly. I would always put my hand up and be the guy who would write a speech about anything, get up and do it. And I don't know why. It made me terribly, terribly nervous. But Interesting. when it goes right and when you do a wedding speech or a, I also got to speak at my graduation. So um, to, when it goes right, geez, you feel 10 foot tall, right? And your chest out, you think, oh, I'm invincible. When it goes wrong, it's horrible. Yep. And I've always been attracted to that, I guess. So I studied sports science at uni. Um, I was about to do my last exam and an email flyer went out from ECU slash Whopper Broadcasting saying, and I remember it, it says, um, we're crying out for blokes because there's too many females in this broadcasting course. (laughs) And so I was getting ready for my last sports science exam. I thought, geez, what's this all about? Broadcasting. (laughs) And so I called up Peter Holland. I just called the number on the, on the, um, flyer and Mm. Peter Holland answers the phone. I didn't really know. Like I didn't realize it was him because surely, surely the, um, receptionist answers, but Peter Holland and he goes, uh, yeah, man, what do you want? And I was like, <laughs> I was like mate, I just got this fly. I was thinking about um, applying. And he goes, yeah, yeah, just send your application through, man, and uh, we'll get back to you. And then, uh, long story short, I went in, met him. He didn't like me that much, but Joe McManus, who was his partner in crime back then, they were running the course. She took a liking to me, invited me back for a um, rehearsal, and I did that. And then I was lucky enough to go to Whopper. And then from there, the opportunities just sort of flowed after that. That's awesome. It is awesome, isn't it? It's it's sort of, but I think you know Joe McManus too, who we can pretty much put down to uh, crediting most of the media careers here yeah. in Western Australia. Don't have long enough on your podcast to say all the nice things that I want to say about Joe. Yeah, no, she is. She's a legend. I get to do a little spot with her each Friday, which with Ollie Peterson, which mm. is a lot of fun. But isn't it uh, isn't it interesting, uh, Lana, that uh, you know you've got a, a bloke here who's sort of. Just sort of fell into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, not fell into it. I think, yeah, the the thing I'm interested in is you were inspired through speaking and, and I guess getting it right, you yeah. know, the performance factor. Was there anyone in your life that you kind of, you saw making awesome speeches or anyone around you? It was just something that was in you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just in me. And I tried to make them funny as well. I don't know why. Like serious speeches are boring. So you try and think, oh, I wonder if people will care if I tell the story this way or if I add a little bit of mayo on top, a little bit of GST, just to make people <laughs> laugh. Um, and then you get the reaction and like 
it feels unreal. Like when radio goes well, you guys have both been a part of good radio. Yeah. yeah. When it goes well, you walk away thinking, I can do anything. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> I'm you? a hero. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And, and, that is, and that is the adrenaline rush yeah. that you do. Yeah. Too. Cool. Because I think, you know, anyone that is listening to this right now, a lot of experts that are coming through is that once you've done your first media engagement or even the second, third, and you know that you've nailed it, that adrenaline rush is one, I want to do the next one. Yeah. I want to keep on doing it. And it's not, But it's not like, don't get me wrong, it's not like I um, landed in front of a microphone and started saying really intelligent things. <laughs> like I was, um, I was real raw. Like I'm still stunned that Joe rolled the dice on me to, to um, help me because I didn't know anything about news, current affair, um, really quite um, naive to it all. I was, all I cared about was playing footy with my mates really and having a good time. Um, so to put in the hard work to actually um, not become an expert but to become informed – and so if you're someone out there who's thinking about, oh, I want to I want to be in the media or I want to get my brand into the media, become informed, become the smartest person in the room at that topic and you're 99% of the way there. That's wild to me, Jenna, because I said to Nick Hayes, I was like, I've just got to double check what the phrase is. Is Newshound like the phrase that you use to describe someone that's you know, always got their head in it. You seem like that to me. You seem someone that's just, you know, intensely interested in it. Yeah. But to say that you came from, you know, kind of just yeah. floating Look, around in it, that's big awesome. Time, big time floater. <laughs> yeah. A bit like you're kicking. But <laughs> nice float yeah. kicking. Um, picture a, a plastic bag just floating <laughs> through the breeze. Right. That was me and it was some sort of, of Forrest Gump moments sort of flying through. Yeah. So did it come from yeah, exactly. wanting to be the best or did it come from um, a genuine interest in, in news and current affairs? From wanting to be the best, really. Yeah. Like so I've always been a competitive beast, and that's come through. I don't have much footy talent, but I was able to extract what little I had because I just tried my absolute hardest, and I and I realised that if I tried harder than everyone else, so I've sort of um, tried to use the what you learn in footy. And I was lucky enough to be around a really successful club. I didn't take part in much of the success, but I watched it really, really closely, and I watched what made guys good and what made good coaches good. And it was they just put in the work, and so I applied that to broadcasting. You just work harder than everyone else, and eventually you'll gain up a, a little bit of ground, and then you'll you won't be the smartest guy in the room, but you'll be able you'll get a seat in the room. Now, one of the things I do adore about you, uh, Michael Genovese. <laughs> Michael Genovese. I mean, I know that's sort of a bit of a stereotype sort of thing, but who came up with the yeah. Michael Genovese? Uh, Tim Gossage. Yep. So, oh, we know Tim. Hello, Goss. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a big time listener. <laughs> Big time mentor for me, Goss. So, yep. so here's where footy intersects with broadcasting as well. Goss was my Colts coach. Oh, he, wow. Him and Scott Waters were in 2006. They coached me. They made me captain of the team. And from there, um, Goss has just helped me out a lot. And um, he hired me from radio to TV. I worked with him at Channel 10. Um, wow. And so I'd walk into the room and he'd give me one of those, um, put all the pepper on it and just say <laughs> it as loud as he could. But then the darts were on as well one day and the commentator yeah. would say, 180. And so then it became Michael Jadavis. <laughs> say 108 and now Simon Beaumont carries the torch yes. and Mazza as well who calls 6PR every time he calls he says Michael Genovese say 108 <laughs> it's yeah. a fascinating story isn't it, it is, no it is I, no I love that though. That's, that's Michael Genovese's brand that's oh, that's your it? brand running around oh, everywhere God. and it's more than just what you deliver it's just your, your it's like an earworm I tell you what it gets stuck in your head I love hearing that about Goss though as well it's and obviously he mm. saw something in you in, in both the footy sense and in the broadcasting sense that, yeah. that brought you across. That's wild. And it's just little things as well. I remember, because he's a pretty hard taskmaster, Goss, mm. and I was real, I was a sponge. I still am, but back then I was a big time sponge. Just wanted to copy everything he did and be as good as him. And he would tell me stories and 
just the slightest little compliment that he would give you about your broadcasting ability, you yeah. might say, geez, mate, you'll make a name for yourself one day. Just a throwaway line like that. It's the sort of thing you go home. I don't have a diary, but it's the sort of thing you go home right in your diary. You're like, oh, today Tim Gossage said this. Yeah, I reckon in your <laughs> diary there, Lana Hill, yes. because you started you started your uh, radio experience with 6IX with Tim Gossage. I did. I did 12 months of radio with Goss. Well, sort mm. of Friday mornings, half an hour. But I learned so much from Goss. And exactly as you say, when he'd say to me at the end of the segment, you know, that was a good one this morning, love. I'd be like, killing it, yeah, killing it's, it. It's Tim Gossage. I <laughs> totally. remember being in Kalgoorlie listening to Hot FM and they had a, because um, that was the only FM station you'd get, and they had a sweeper for Goss. He'd come on and do a sports segment with the, the local jock. Um, and it was, uh, now it's time for Tim Gossage, only man in the world whose name rhymes with sausage. <laughs> and I used to think, that is brilliant. This guy's got it made. And the next minute I'm working under him. Like yeah. pinching myself. I'd love to tell more Gossage stories, but he blocked me on Twitter so many years <laughs> I ago that I can't remember. I don't even see him anymore. You should I, get him on the podcast. He'd be good. We yeah. were talking about that just the other we day. We should get him on there. We yeah. should get him on. So, Michael, t- talk to us a little bit. You did a Meet the Media with us last year and uh, in front of 125 um, peeps and, and experts and commentators that are around. Yeah. I mean, you come from a, a media background across radio and television and to meet people that are looking to engage in media, are you seeing people still looking to engage radio, television, print and online media? Are you still seeing there's a passion there for it? Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, particularly now that Nine owns WA Today, 6PR and, and Channel 9 are all under the same umbrella. It's a pretty powerful, uh, smart people who want to get their media out there, their brands out there. They realise that if you can organise a strategy around something, so say you've got something that's newsworthy, if you go, if you reached out to me, this is what I'd say to you. I'd say, well, if it's good enough, we can do a TV story on the 6 o'clock news. The next day we can pitch it to our radio partners, the likes of Ollie, Gareth and, and Bilzy and Baz and yep. Bowie. Um, we can get a, a spot on, you know, if they think it's worthwhile, get it on the radio the next day. And then WI Today, if they think it's worthwhile, let's get it um, to print as well. So you think of all the eyeballs and all the ear. Drums. Such a good point. <laughs> so that's a strategy that smart people see. So to answer your question, yes. Do you see traditional media though still has its presence and its and its uh, relevancy yeah. here, here today? COVID nineteen. Yeah. Like, where did you turn? You weren't getting your news from Facebook then. I hope not. If you were, then you're one of those bloody well answered deniers. And that COVID-19, has that changed the, the, the way media is working today? Because I think there was that movement there that obviously the, the, the judgment that we have on whether traditional media is relevant is on advertising spend. And of course, there's been a migration of advertising spend over to a digital mm. space. But this has never, there's never been a time like this where we've looked at traditional media to really source and get yeah. the, the real story. Yeah, trust. It yeah. came down to trust, didn't it? Because that was literally life or death information at one point there during that pandemic like it was mad we were staying up late to watch um the prime minister's press conference never before in my life has that happened um (laughs) but you you turn to um your commercial networks your abc networks and um, the west australian newspaper you turn to these media agencies in times of uh crisis trouble anxiety right because you just want to be told the facts and it needs to be vetted that they are actually facts and that's what you get from traditional media. So I think that sharpened um, the public. It sharpened me as a journalist because you had to um, get things right from the outset because people wanted information, they wanted it now and we were the broadcasters who supposedly had the skills to 
take it in, comprehend what the Prime Minister and the health ministers and all the health authorities were saying, comprehend it, turn it around, simplify it and broadcast it whichever way we could. And one thing that I learned, so my wife, Jerry, who I work with at Channel 9, great journalist, um, better than me, you should get her on your podcast. Uh, <laughs> but So one thing she started doing was taking to her Instagram with the daily um, totals of yes. of um, cases and deaths and, and just interesting key points. She would post that on her Instagram feed. Mm. And I looked at the traction. People were going, thank you, Jerry, for breaking this down to me. And these were people who might not normally have been engaged with the Channel 9 News at 6 o'clock. Mm. Jezza reached out to them and I looked at her and went, I'm going to start doing that. Yes. So I did it. So I got a whole oh, – what I say I got? I found that a whole uh, uh, new – not generation, but a whole new horde of cohort of people who wouldn't be consuming what I was doing at six o'clock would still get my information broadcast to them via social media this time around. And all of a sudden they were going, Oh, hang on. Uh, how important is this? Like that. And, and it was a real eye opener for me, the power of social media to reach a, an, an untapped kind of yeah. market. And the power of social media, but still connected to traditional media. And I was, exactly. yeah, during the COVID, the, you know, the worst part of it, obviously here in WA, things are still pretty bad on the East Coast. But I was following, I follow you guys. So if I hadn't kind of ingested any, um, you know, any news that day of where the stats were at, that, that would be it for me. I'd mm. be like, cool, I know where things are at and yeah. but it was still a really digestible way to yep. to get through it so was that a one of the most challenging I mean interesting and challenging times in your career Jenna for the the COVID crisis yeah definitely um one of the coolest as well for me to be able to because in that six months right I, I had <laughs> I was reading the news in the morning for channel nine pinching myself yeah. so so I went I don't know how long was it it was really intense there for a few months right during those few months, I had my own news show in the morning that I got to sit behind the desk and have say in what went to air. I got to interview the Premier a few times, Health Minister a few times, <laughs> AMA a few times, just me asking them the questions. Like mm. During a pandemic, I'm thinking, far out. Like How <laughs> cool is this? And then on the weekends, I got to have a radio show where we got to do the exact same things. We got. I remember one, um, Andrew Miller uh, came in for like, he was supposed to be there for 15, 20 minutes to answer a few questions. He ended up staying for the whole hour because it was just back-to-back calls like I've never seen before. People saying, can, uh, how often do I need to wash my hands? Can it spread on surfaces? Um, can I catch COVID from my dog? Questions like that. Yeah. And Andrew Miller, was, he just rattled off um, answer after answer after answer. And you th- I think back to that and I go, how important was that? Yep. I still haven't seen the phones light up like they did that day. What's really interesting here, Lana, is that you know, you've got Michael who is just talking about how cool and how excited and, and how energised you are by that. But you, you do play it very cool in the yes, media. Yes, exactly. You've got a very cool uh, front that you're sort of going, you are interviewing the Premier <laughs> All the Prime Minister. I agree. I was sitting here thinking the same thing. The excitement you is so nice to You don't seem to get see. rattled. And, and the thing is, it's so nice that's to good. hear this excitement and energy that's coming from you. I'll tell you a secret. Yeah. So the first time that I ever got to fill in, uh, I think I was filling in for Tim McMillan, who was used to read our news. Um, so I got to fill in one day. And, and one might say that there's a very there's a great similarity between you and Tim. There Mate, is. I was at the gym the other day and a bloke came up and he told me how much he liked Flashpoint. Oh. <laughs> Did you, say, did you say, don't bother watching, mate? It's not, not on anymore. Hello, Tim. We'll get you on the oh, podcast yeah. soon. <laughs> I've got a few t- stories about being mixed up with Tim McMillan. But, Love it. Um, I don't know. If, if we don't have time, we don't have time. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. The first time I got to fill in and actually read the news, yeah. I'll never forget it. The opener comes on and it's uh, nine news with Michael Genovese. And I was sitting there and the lights were on me and all I had to do was read the words. And my heart, I thought, I thought I'd 
flush my whole career away. I thought like you could see the beads of sweat, <laughs> deer in the headlights. I thought you could feel my heart, see it beating through my suit. It was yeah. that bad. The nerves were crippling and I stumbled my way through this first intro and I, I remember thinking, oh God, I've ruined it. That was it. That was my chance and I've ruined the whole thing by, by mumbling through this first intro because I was too nervous. Yeah. And then um, I watched it back and it was nowhere near as bad as I'd imagined yeah, in my head. Yeah, it never is. And, and, and that's nerves. such a great point, isn't it? Because it, as much as you will walk away from any media engagement, if you think that, you, oh, I, I, I bombed out, yeah. I didn't do it well, but you're always your own worst critic, yeah. aren't you, Lana? Absolutely. And I just love, Jenna, how you, you're you coming from the mentality of just wanting to throw yourself in the deep end and see what happens, see yeah. if you can cope <laughs> with the with the pressure. Um, you've talked about a few of your mentors, sort of official and unofficial. Is there any Anyone else, sort of, whether it's TV or radio or, yeah, anything in the media space you really look up to? Yeah, basically everyone who's doing the jobs that I want to do. So, (laughs) basically the people who are... Well, let's, let's get a, let's get a list of them so that we can warm them out <laughs> well, right now. Right. Joe McManus would be the first one. Well, I don't think Go- you'll take Joe's Joe. Tim, Tim Gossage um, follows quickly after that. Um, Sean Menegola helped me no end because I didn't really have much of a hard news edge, but Sean beat that into me. Yeah. Um, uh, metaphorically speaking, of course, but he, <laughs> he's a hard newsman, and I just looked at him and went, "Wall, that's what it takes." And so, uh, learning from him. Just just on that point, though, hard. News and and I think you know yeah. Sean Menengola was very much an inspiration behind that. But you've also got even your wife Jerry, hard news woman. Yeah. Um, you've got others that are in that space there. Mm. It, that they, what does it take for you to do that? Is it is it because it, it seems that you've got more of a jovial, more yeah. fun yeah. at life sort of attitude toward it? Did you have to really switch on for it? Yeah, you do, and you got to put yourself outside your comfort zone um, yeah. to be able to. There are certain skill sets in journalism that you need to have a thick skin. You need to um, be able to be uncomfortable and be comfortable being uncomfortable, if that makes sense, and then yep. go back for more um, day in, day out. And it's thankless. You could you could give 12 hours to your boss one day and um, – you're only as good as the, the last matter. news report you've filed. Exactly. It's yep. relentless. That was one of – that's something I learned from Sean, and I learned that from footy as well, but um, just being relentless day after day, that's how you carve it out. Jerry is um, at the top of her game at the moment. She She's great, um, and I'm – I know I'm biased because she's my wife, but I reckon she's one of the best newsbreakers in town. Gary Adsed, I sit next to Gary Adsed yeah. every day. I was just in the office before, and he gets in there early, and he turns the radio on, and we just talk about stories of the day, news, the way it's been reported, and just tell jokes. And, and I, he does put on a very decent media drinks, Lana, I can say it. He does, and, and, yes. And you've also got to be careful when yes. you go into the toilets that you don't <laughs> drop your phone in the latrines. <laughs> I left just as it got interesting, Nikas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you got your have you got your phone back yet? Yeah, I got my phone, and I've got a rubber a new rubber case for. I dropped it in the urinal. Um, is it waterproof? This is not waterproof. No. <laughs> See, most people most people Lana would tend to keep that a little bit private, but no, Jenna decides to broadcast it the very next day on his uh, radio program um, with his former mentor and 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 person that guided him through yeah. that whole process of becoming a journalist. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a smart move, Jenna. Yeah, it's rela- It's one of those relatable <laughs> topics, isn't it? Like everyone's dropped their phone, and occasionally we drop it in awkward places. And then the calls came through about rice. Who rice. would have thought rice does it? And and you hear a you hear, hear I thought that was an urban myth. Right? Yes, so did I. Yeah, but did it actually do well, it? People called up and said, "Yeah, I've done that. I've done this. This trick works. This trick doesn't." So there's a that's what you'd call relatable content that you'd use to broadcast. And and that was a that was a pretty funny segment. I thought it went well. Stuck with you. Yeah, no, it did certainly did. And now, before we go to news, Jenna. But, but it's seven, very, seven it's, minutes before we go to news. It's very 
that's relatable content, very different to news. So I get to mix it up between both. Well, that's that's my, that is a beautiful segue to the question I want to ask. As a journalist, you've got to you've got to report the facts, you've got to report mm. the story. But in radio and also too as a as a host of a show, you've got to give your opinion. Yeah. How how hard is that for you to 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 do a, a mixture of the both? Because is it do you find yourself conflicted at all? I'm getting better at it. It's more of a confidence thing I think like I didn't come from a household where we would sit down and debate things over dinner um, and I, I was probably a really quiet kid I would think um, and I still Jerry sometimes thinks I'm upset but I'm just not talking because just because I'm a quiet dude so then to um, give a, a really um, theatrical performance on radio and get up pretend to be upset and fire yourself up to give an opinion about something that really you don't really care about uh, it's a skill and I just find that any opinion that I've ever had has been I've tried to back it up with having a a solid base of fact and being the most informed person about that that's the best I can do right like because if someone wants to come back at you and the callers do your colleagues do I just had a um, a, a Barney with um, Brad Hardy on the weekend yeah. uh, about throwing the ball up versus bouncing the ball up in football like, who really cares in the end of it but yeah. we both got worked up about it because it was just fun and it was good radio um, so I'm getting better at giving an opinion I suppose but you got to learn to do that that's a skill in itself look at Alan Jones man he could have an opinion like that that and yes. he was the most informed person there, so he was able to stand his ground. And one of the things I do enjoy, Lana, I've had the I've had the pleasure, and I think you have too, of yeah. joining Carmen Braidwood and Michael Genovese on the Six PR brunches. That they're constantly looking up content, they're constantly looking up data, and I think that is just a really strong message for everyone to stay flexible, keep informed, and really, you know, see what is coming ahead of you to to stay on top of the topics that are of the day. Yeah, I really enjoyed that doing that segment. I think I've done it twice with you guys, and. I- but I, it's interesting to hear, Jenna, how you, I guess, how your you portray your own challenges in broadcasting and being, you know, the the kind of more jovial guy and being more theatrical. I think the energy you bring, particularly on that show with Carmen, it is you, the things that you're saying aren't fluff, you know. So you're not just filling silence with fluff. It's they're worthwhile, whether they're funny, worthwhile, whether they're serious, worthwhile. But um, I think as an expert, and I sort of see myself still more on the on the guest of the media side rather than being more in the media. Oh, you're it, all media, Lana. Oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there <laughs> in any case. But it is, it's a great uh, learning ground and a great challenge for the person that's on your show to be on top of their game as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good feedback. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm glad it's not, <laughs> I'm glad it's not fluff as well. And I'm, I'm serious because that's your biggest fear, right? Is well, You just go on there to fill air and not say anything. Oh, that's boring. All right. Let's talk about a bit of the fluff. Um, <laughs> now, I understand, Michael, that you have an Instagram page of your desk. Your desk uh, has its own Instagram page. Is that true? It's true. Yeah. I, I don't run that, though. Oh, who does I thought it was you. No, it's a mystery who runs that. <laughs> I it's, love it. The joke is that I have quite a messy desk. Not a dirty desk, but just messy stuff in places. I, fo- <laughs> I follow that page. Yeah. I, I love that page. Yeah. Now, I think I've nailed down who it is because she's since left the office and the page hasn't been updated in a little while. I was going to say yeah. that we've been loose oh, on content boo. lately. But it's not my page. Um, right. Jenna's desk. At Jenna's desk on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, but it, this is when the Michael Genovese and I, all I that hope personal people, branding, though. Yes. I hope people don't think that I run that Instagram page. Oh, no, I did, actually uh, did think you did. Or just We've yeah. just corrected the record. Well, we, <laughs> so, it, but it is a character. You're, you're a bit of a character when it comes to it. You've got a sense of humor. One of the best posts I've ever seen during the COVID-19 times was uh, how you handling your you know lockdown. And there's you on a skateboard. <laughs> Obviously, Jerry's... 
filming. Yeah. And it was a Jerry's post, actually. She's filming the outside the window at the front yard and then there's Michael Genevieve's just <laughs> floating by on a skateboard just looking. Yeah. How are you coping with it? I mean, yeah. that's classic content. Bit of fun. Yeah, she was doing the dishes and then she looked up and then I flashed by from left of screen to right of screen just staring at her deadpan on a skateboard. Just a bit of fun, yeah. I mean, you can't take it all too seriously. I, I prefer those sorts of posts than um, – taking to social media with too much of a hard opinion. That's mm. not really who I am. I suppose it's a skill set I've got to learn if I'm going to continue to do this. Hopefully I can, but I'm more of a piss taker really. I love that about you guys <laughs> though, like I, that you do, you know, you're doing your job and you're very professional when you're doing it. But to see that gorgeous kind of behind the scenes sense of humour, I think particularly Aussies, we need to know that there's something a bit more relaxed and relatable behind the, you know, the kind of anchorman <laughs> appearance. So, yeah. yeah, it's all all good things. Cool. Thanks, <laughs> mate. This is, I'm, I'm getting a real big head here. Is this, what, is this the way that it goes? This is why everyone wants to okay. come back to this. This is why they want to come back on. So, Michael, where is it for you next? Oh. What What is it? What's the What's the goals? I mean, you, I, I've talked to you about this before. You seem to be one of the busiest blokes in media going around. Yeah. You've got TV. You've got radio, you know, and you're, you're not shy on reporting during the week and, and working the whole weekends it, it, it is time consuming you see this as an opportunity though I, I see from you you almost see this as like an honor this is an opportunity Mate, to yeah. do this where, where are you going i'd do it for free now hopefully oh, my bosses Jeepers, don't, channel don't nine. hear that but <laughs> you pinch yourself you're having that much fun so like why wouldn't it people are saying oh you work every weekend you work seven days a week yeah but then i imagine life without going to the radio studio on a saturday and a sunday and getting to talk for three hours and getting paid to do it why yeah. wouldn't i totally um What's next? Who knows, mate? Like, whatever's going. I'll just take whatever's going. <laughs> so, well, just a crummer. Just a scrapper. Yeah. Cl- Cl- Clive Bingway is our number one uh, experts podcast listener. He'll, yeah. he'll take all of that on board. I didn't mean the free stuff. Yeah, the free stuff. No free stuff. But you know what I love about that, Lana? Again, as we're sort of coming to that close, is that, you know, you do it for nothing. I sometimes feel like I sometimes do this for nothing. Oh, to- I, I yeah. Whenever I say I work for a media company and they go, oh, wow, I'm sure that's really hard work. I'm like, well, yeah, it is, but it's mostly pretty fun. I'm just trying to get you on record <laughs> for saying you'd work for nothing as well. No, it, no, uh, not that silly. Good try. <laughs> obviously, that's not going to work or happen. <laughs> hey, Michael, we, we do come to a close. We've got to go to the news. Um, <laughs> we don't really have any news, but um, one piece of advice yeah. you could give to someone out there. I mean, you've been to, like I say, you've been to a media stables, meet the media. You've talked to a lot of experts and commentators and I've got to say too, Lana, is very open and free with his advice. Very generous. Very generous yep. with your time, which is fantastic. I'm better in that circle environment with the one-on-ones than I am on stage. As I said, I get nervous you in get front nervous. of the people. Well, you can't did, believe you it. You don't show any of it. No. That and that, you know what gives us hope for those that get in front of a camera and go, oh my God, my heart is about to pump out. Yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> even, the, even the experts here get nervous. But what's a piece of advice you could give to someone out there who, who wants to make some impact in the news? Yep. Um, don't email me because I it's a sport deleting emails for me and yep. I would have deleted 15 already today. Yep. Um, I'm a relationship kind of guy, like get to know me, call me, text me, just call, just cold, cold call, introduce yourself because I feel like I'm a nice person and I like to be liked. So I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to delete your phone call like I can just delete an email, you know. So if you can establish a relationship and pitch your story that way, that's your best bet of actually um, getting it 
through because then I can workshop it with you over the phone as to what angle would fit a news bulletin, what angle would fit a radio bulletin, whereas an email, especially those ones that are just delivered to a mass group, I just I love deleting them. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Love it's cathartic. It. <laughs> Become personal. Reach mm. out to Michael personally. In fact, we'll get you, we'll get the mobile number up on the website so yeah. you can all reach out to Michael directly. He's on all the platforms. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, Jenna, thanks for coming in. That was awesome. Uh, it goes quick, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it flies. When you're talking about yourself. Oh, it's, it's just your, your number one topic, isn't it? <laughs> we're done? Uh, we're done. We're done. Look, well, thanks very much for joining the Experts Podcast. Lana, thanks for coming along. You, you, oh, you're welcome, you, Nikaze. You, you nailed it As again. always. You always yeah, do. I feel like we're getting pretty good at this. We're getting all right at it. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you want to hear more of the Experts Podcast, jump onto mediastable.com.au and uh, you'll see a lot more experts and a lot more media there, but we look forward to having your company next week. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.